is Brian. This is Mike. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones. But you'll have to wait your turn. And this week we're playing Foodie Fight. And we're really excited because actually we aren't going to be playing Foodie Fight. We're going to be playing Foodie Fight with the hosts of Spilled Milk. Celebrities. Today we have two really special guests with us. They both have popular blogs, they're accomplished writers, and they've written for various magazines, websites, and they're both published authors. They also host a fun and hilarious podcast about food, cooking, and eating called Spilled Milk. We are both very excited to welcome Matthew Amster-Burton and Molly Weisenberg. Hello. 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 Can you... I, I... I think there might be one or two people listening to us that have never heard of spilled milk, and they That's really impossible. they need to get on that. But can you kind of tell us what spilled milk is? Well, spilled milk, it's uh, we do it every other week, and it is a food and comedy show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. That's our slogan. <laughs> and how did you, how did the two of you meet? How did we meet? We've we've known each other for a long time. We uh, I think we, we sort of met. I mean, this is boring. We kind of met through the Seattle food writing community. And uh, any, any explanation involving the word community is boring. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Right. But the the podcast was actually Matthew's brilliant idea. And uh, anyway, he sort of dreamed it up, and we sat down together and uh, sort of hashed out what it might be like and gave it a whirl. And here we are. It's yeah, really like, it's really a great show, I have to say. And one thing uh, we've never mentioned this on our show, but your show was really an inspiration definitely. for ours. Because when we were figuring out what kind of podcast we wanted to do, we were just coming up with ridiculous ideas that nobody would want to listen to. <laughs> kind of like our show. <laughs> well, on paper, like two people cooking, you know, on in a, in a podcast, it's not the greatest idea. It, it sounds like it would be more like the um, Let's Watch Paint Dry podcast or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But watch, it, you're waiting for a, a pot of water to boil. Exactly. We're going we're gonna to point the microphone at this big pot of water, <laughs> put it and, on low, and, and you guys, seven minutes later, it's going to be awesome. You guys have totally made that boring concept, I, I say, um, so much more than just cooking. You guys kind of talk about your lives, and it becomes deeper than just just the cooking that you're doing that episode. And we kind of did the same thing when we, when we were talking about doing the show. I said, you know, we need to do something like Spilled Milk, where they have this great concept that each episode is centered around a specific topic. And eventually, we came up with the idea of doing games. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm a big fan of board games, so I love the show. We are uh, excited to be on the show today. What kind of games do you two play? Let's see. So I, I'm a big fan of Ticket to Ride, which uh, in, in my my circle of friends is just called the train game. Have you guys played it? <sighs> I've never even heard of it. No, I've never heard oh, of that. It's awesome. It's a train game. <laughs> you basically, you um, the, the board is a map. Uh, we have the U.S. version, but I think the, the game is actually, I think maybe it originated in Germany. So the original one, I mean, I may just be talking nonsense here, but I think the original one was a German map. And you get um, a certain number of tickets that you have to complete, and you have train cars, and you're basically building railroads. Hmm. It's pretty amazing. We're going to look into More fun than it sounds. I've still never played Ticket to Ride either. I want to. I love I love Scattergories, which I know was yeah. the subject of your very first show. Play that all the time. Um, I like uh, Monopoly Junior. I play uh, with that. Uh, we play... Um, 
my wife and I play with with our daughter, and uh, it's so much better than original Monopoly. Like the whole thing is done in half an hour, um, <laughs> and it's got an amusement park theme. Totally recommend Monopoly Junior, even if there are no kids in your life. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I love Scotland Yard. Have you guys done Scotland Yard? No. Oh, Scotland Yard is really fun. What kind of and- game is that? It's uh one one person is Mr. X, like an outlaw on the run through through London, and the rest are all uh, Scotland Yard investigators, and you have to take various forms of transportation to try and track down Mr. X. But the trick is you can't see Mr. X; he knows where he is on the board, but you don't. Hmm. hmm. We're we're looking into both of these games now. Yeah, okay. those sound really interesting. <laughs> yeah, instead of talking to us, just like spend some time googling these games. <laughs> and I also like Bananagrams. Oh, totally. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. All right, so what we're going to do now is we'll explain to you the game that we're going to play with you. It's called oh Foodie Fight. It's in, a, it's in a very nice little compact that's box. That's my life. <laughs> well, and we thought, who better to play this game with than the people who are experts on food and cooking? Right. So the game basically has – it's you have these little boards, and there's 168 trivia cards and one color die, and then these little scoring scoring tokens – for each of the categories. The tokens make up a third of the plate. So you're trying to complete your plate in six categories. Ah, right. So that, that sounds like very Trivial Pursuit inspired. Yes. Very. Geometry. Yes. Um, real quick, let's pick teams. You want to, Brian? Sure. Now, we'll let you guys pick. We'll, we'll pair you up with one of us. Um, and I don't want to influence the vote, but Molly is from Oklahoma. I am from Oklahoma. It might be oh. fun to have some sooner solidarity. And I don't want to. I don't want to influence the vote either. But last time we paired up in teams, I won. I just want to say, <laughs> okay. <Aww. laughs> if we're keeping score, okay. Then let's do that. Okay, so Molly, Brian, and then Matthew, Mike. Yes, that sounds good. Um, so what we're going to do is we have each of us have a board in front of us, and then we're going to roll the die to see who goes first. The per- first person to roll green will go first. Do you want to do so that we now? specify that Molly and I do not, in fact, have the game here. So, uh, so we're totally taking your word for it. You can like make up ridiculous questions. Yeah, <laughs> possible to answer. You can just like throw a few extra wedges on your board. We'll never know. That would also imply that we have some sort of creativity between us to like come up with a fake question. <laughs> um, so after we decide who goes first, on your first turn, you're going to roll the die and you're going to answer the question in the corresponding trivia category. So I'll read the categories real quick. The first one is yellow, which is foodosphere. This is about food people, world cuisines, and food places. Then the purple is food stars, and that's food on film and in print, music, and art. Orange is companies coming, party planning, table etiquette, and wine and food pairing. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) That category. Uh, Then we have lab and field, which is green, and it's cooking science, nutrition, and food Food production. Okay. Dining out is blue. It's about eateries, chefs, menu matters, and restaurant service. And then finally, we have the red, which is what's cooking, and it's cooking techniques, tools, and ingredients. Okay. You guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's roll first. More ready. So we're gonna roll roll first to see um, who's gonna go first. And we just keep rolling until we one of us gets green. Uh, Oh. It looks like Mike Mike and Matthew Matthew are first. All right. All right. So the way this works is. We'll roll the die. Whatever the color is will be the question that you received. If you answer it correctly, you get a you get a piece of the plate that you stick in. Now, the traditional, you know, all rules version says you have to get all three 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 answer three questions correctly in each category. 
We're not uh, going to do that because that would be a very long afternoon. A three, for us. <laughs> three hour episode. So we're going to just do, you have to answer one question in each category correctly. Okay. Um, if you answer correctly, then you get another turn, by the way. I'm worried, so. I'm worried that there's going to be one category that the, is the equivalent of me, for me, of the, the pink category, the entertainment category on Trivial Pursuit, where I think I've never answered a question correctly. What? That's the easiest one. Yeah, mine's blue. I know, that's what everyone says to me. <laughs> I, I just don't have a mind for entertainment, I guess. Which is, I guess that's too bad if I'm the host of his show. <laughs> if you if you answer incorrectly, then player the play passes to the other person. Okay. And we, the rules say players are going to agree on how long a person has to answer a question. What do you guys think is appropriate for our house rules? Three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> One breath. Um, well, let's just say if it gets too long, we'll we'll say you're taking too that long. That sounds good. I keep thinking every time you guys say that, I, I, say I keep thinking... I keep thinking what you're saying is food as fear. <laughs> it sounds so ominous. Food as fear. Run with that. What would you eat for your last meal, which is right now? <laughs> I love that. So if you roll a qu- color for a category that's been closed out, you still have to answer that question before rolling again. Okay. And for a faster version of the game, the directions say you can collect one or two scoring tokens per category. So like Brian said, we're just going to do one per category. Right. Cool. Okay. Let's kick this pig. I'm rolling first because we got green, right? Yes. Oh. All right. I got purple food stars. You ready, Matthew? You ask me the question yeah. right now? What member yeah. of the Adams family was an avid cook and was portrayed in a classic Charles Adams cartoon, Barring a Cup of Cyanide? I don't think I can name a member of the ad. See, it's an entertainment question. This it is, is what all totally in trivial pursuit, and uh, and now the whole world is going to know. Well, just guess an, a member of um, the Adams family. Uh grandpa. Oh, so close, <laughs> but really wrong. Morticia, actually. Ah, uh, okay, that sounds familiar. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, guess what? We got Molly. What did we get? Food as fear. <laughs> oh, yes. Bring on the food as fear category. Here we go. All right. What state leads the United States in spam consumption? Oh, easy. Oh, oh, Hawaii. Totally. That is so right. I knew yes. that. Uh, yes. Yes. About 6.7 million cans of spam each year, it says. Disgusting. Wow. Do you guys like spam? I've never had it. Oh. I've, I've had a spam musubi, like the, the way... The way it's often enjoyed in Hawaii, and it's it's okay. It's very salty. It's disgusting. My dad used to like fry it up all the time. Yeah, I think I've had it that way. It's a it's a your dad used to make it. Kind of <laughs> yes, thing. yes. All right. Okay. Green. The next one is green for lab and field. Whatever that. So did we go again? Yes, yes we did. Okay. Oh wow. What state is the top producer of cultivated oysters in the United States? What is all the state stuff? <laughs> um, Washington State. That is correct. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You guys are cheating somehow. <laughs> we are not cheating, I swear. You would, if we were cheating, you would hear the typing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys already have two categories done. So that's a blue, which is dining out, eateries, chefs, menu matters, and restaurant service. Okay, here we go. What in diner slang is nervous pudding? Gross. Nervous pudding. Sounds disgusting. That does sound disgusting. Uh, I bet it trembles. Um, nervous pudding. Yeah, it sounds like diaper gravy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, nervous pudding. So what in diner slang is nervous pudding? Right. Yep. A milkshake? No, it's jello. 
Oh. oh that's okay, that makes so much sense. What oh what whatever. I always wonder when I hear these diner slang things, how often people actually say them because right. it seems like that's something you would make up and, and call it diner slang, but no one in a diner has ever actually said it. And that's right. one area where like computers have really ruined that for us because now they just go in and they punch in your order and it yeah. brings yeah. it in a screen yeah. backstage. Which is another way computers have ruined our lives. <laughs> is it doesn't make much sense because all most restaurant slang is you know shortening things so why would you lengthen jello out <laughs> <to> nervous pudding <laughs> that's true you know? it's definitely true. fire one nervous pudding <laughs> like that just doesn't make on, on the other end the, the idea of firing jello out of a cannon makes a lot of sense i would like to see that <laughs> all right green we got green matthew okay which is lab and field Lab and field, okay. So which part of the apple contains higher levels of antioxidants? Is it the skin or the flesh? I'm going to say the skin. You're right, yeah. Okay. So give me a green. And then we get to go again. Oh, awesome. And this time we got companies coming, party planning, table etiquette, and wine and food pairing. Uh, I'm a little, little that's nervous Matthew's about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so into party planning. I'm I think this one's easy. Committee of my life. I think this one's actually pretty easy. What Japanese beverage, sometimes called rice wine, is traditionally served warm and in porcelain cups? Oh, that would be sake. Heck yeah. Sake right. to me. That's oh. two in a row. Two in a row. We are officially tied. Mm, food stars. Oh, boy. Sounds a lot like entertainment to me. <laughs> yeah. What Grimm Brothers fairy tale is named after its heroine and root vegetable popular in Europe in the 16th and 17th century? Uh, Rapunzel. Yes. In English, it's called something else, though. Uh, like Rapion? Rapion? It's like. Rapini? Rapini? R A P I O N? It's radish root and it's oh, eaten raw and the leaves are used oh. in salads. Oh, okay. Yeah. I feel like we may have talked about this on when we did some episode. Rhubarb or something? Yeah. We talked about some, Swedes. Yeah, turnips. And turnips. This is parsnip. Mm. This is this is a material here. Yeah. <laughs> on your show you've had a lot of different kind of topics. Like you don't just talk about like, you know, rhubarb or a braising technique or anything. You also talked about things that like uh I might one of my favorite was puffy foods. Oh yes, puffy snacks. That was that was a crazy episode. We did it live at Microsoft. And it was horrifying. Nobody laughed. <laughs> right. so we were like up there, you know, waving around Cheetos and getting all covered with orange powder and stuff and with, with, with this like, uh, you know, stony faced audience uh, sitting like wondering why we had brought all this junk food and we we're throwing it at them. And you've done a couple shows live. You did one at a farmer's market, right? We did. That one. That one went a lot better. And I have to say, I looked up on Flickr, I saw a photo that somebody there took of you guys doing it, and it cracked yeah. me up because the banner above <laughs> your awning said, live music. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing our whole song and dance routine. <laughs> and you guys have also written books, right? Both of you. Yes. Tell yeah, us, tell us about that. Uh, I wrote a book called Hungry Monkey, A Food-Loving Father's Quest to Raise an Adventurous Eater. Uh, and it is about uh, my daughter Iris and her first four years of life and what she liked to eat during that time and the food adventures we had together. And I wrote a book called A Homemade Life, Stories and Recipes from My Kitchen Table, which is uh, it's a food memoir. It's, uh, it's Well, I was going to describe it, but the way I always describe it involves talking about the death of my father. So that's not very funny. Mm. Let's, let's just leave it with <laughs> Matthew describing his book. We're winning, by the way, Matthew. Oh, great. We have three out of six. And so. wait, it's still our turn? Yeah, because we got the last oh, one. Wow. The, 
the Rapunzel one. This time we got what's cooking, which is cooking techniques and ingredients. Okay. So what cutting tool is made of piano wire? Uh, um, like a cheese slicer? <laughs> it's cheese wire. Do we get that, Brian? I don't know, Molly. What do you think? Uh, it, so it's it's the the correct answer is cheese wire, yeah. which would be an excellent name for a podcast. <laughs> I I think cheese slicer is pretty darn close. Yeah, I'm inclined to give it to cheese slicer. Oh, yes. yeah. as much as I don't want to. Are you saying are you using cheese slicer as a nickname now? I'm inclined to give that to cheese slicer over here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it, I guess. Cheese wire would be a good name of a podcast. In the beginning, it's like yeah. um, 1940s, like news music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the latest in cheese. Wire. All right, you ready for? Just in Gouda. <laughs> Food is fear. Here we go. It's Who... still our turn. Yeah, we got it right. Oh, wow. But I'm starting, I'm starting to get get like winded. Our string of luck is about to end, just so you know. Okay. Who wrote When French Women Cook, a gastronomic memoir published in 1976 in which she describes learning to cook not from male chefs, but from women with worm hands? Was it Madeline Kamen? Get out! Yes! I got the best teammate ever. How did you uh, know that? I, 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 I don't even know how I knew that. I've never heard of any of those words before. It is not fair that Matthew got that question. Um, on the cover of a magazine called Where Women Cook. <laughs> All right, we got purple, so we have to answer purple, but it won't count for any points. Okay. And this is the one that you're scared of. Food stars. What is Jimmy Buffett's What is Jimmy Buffett dreaming of in Paradise in his 1978 song? Oh, that sounds familiar. Hamburger? A hamburger? No, cheeseburgers. Cheeseburger oh, okay. in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give we'll let you guys go you guys need to catch up yeah that's really nice of you mine <laughs> all right so we have blue dining out in 1972 what new york city hotel hired leslie revson making her the first female chef to head a major hotel kitchen that is the worst question <laughs> i know um uh the plaza the plaza no, it was the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. I can't believe you didn't know that. Can I, just, can I get another question just because that one was so stupid? <laughs> sure. I don't know, are you guys sticklers for rules? Oh, never. I'm, I'm not. Brian is. <laughs> that is such a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this one. What? So wait, I'm really getting another question? No, yes. yes. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah. Because I'm totally the kind of guy who won't let kids cheat at games, and like I feel really guilty about it, but I'm just that kind of guy. I'm that kind of guy too. I play games. I work with children, uh-huh. and I don't. I don't let them win just because they're children. Okay. What are you teaching them? Exactly. Yeah. But we're all adults, so we'll go again. <laughs> <laughs> what three characters were featured on Howard Johnson's restaurant signs, menus, and china patterns for about five <laughs> decades? <laughs> That's impossible. What is wrong with the universe that I keep getting these questions? Sorry, my next question is going to be like, what's a round fruit that's orange? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, featured on Howard Johnson's menus. Uh, what kind of animal or what? What three that? characters? <laughs> and apparently... Dewey and Louie? I was going to guess that. That's weird. Who is it? It's, I, I would have never known this. Simple Simon, the Pieman, and a small dog. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know that. Impossible. That. And I thought 
thought you were going toward Alvin, Simon, and Theodore. I know. You got the worst question. Three Stooges. That, that, that's not a good restaurant. I don't know. For the win, we've got dining out. Are you ready, Matthew? Seriously? For the win. Okay. All right. It's not customary to tip a washroom attendant unless a special service, such as a needle and thread, have been provided. Yeah, yeah. True or false? I'm sorry, you missed Whoa. the face we made when you said washroom attendant and special service. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, uh, it's not customary, true or wait, wait, a special service like a needle and thread? As an example, yeah. Like, well, like what? Like your zipper breaks and you need to sew your fly shut? Or, I guess, or a button falls off and you have to fix it. Yeah, that, that would totally happen in 2011. Um, <laughs> true. The answer's false. 50 cents is considered the minimum amount to tip. <laughs> what? That's have what the card ever, says. Have ever come across a washroom attendant? No, I don't make eye contact. I've seen them. I just don't make eye contact. I've seen them in movies. There's a there's a theater here where it's like a performing theater. It's called Celebrity Theater. It's in the round, and they have very tiny bathrooms. They actually have a washroom attendant taking up <laughs> probably two thirds of the space in there. <laughs> that I would I would just hold it. Right? It's so yeah. uncomfortable. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. We have oh, blue again. Brian, what are you really good at cooking? Let's what? tell them. Like, what's your number one recipe? Well, we've talked about it before, and I, for all holidays and Easter's coming up, so I'll make it then. I make a corn casserole called Angry Black Bitches Corn Casserole Yumminess. And it's good. Wow. The best recipe title ever. It is. (laughs) Angry Black Bitch is a, is a political blogger, and she blogs about this corn casserole recipe all the time. And I made it like, I don't know, something like six years ago, I think. And I'm not allowed into the house unless I have one in my hand to bring it to Easter dinner. That sounds fabulous, and I've uh, I've always wished I could have like a name for my blog or something that no one else is allowed to get away with saying, <laughs> like something really taboo, right? Like, you know, I'm not even going to repeat the name. <laughs> Please <of that>. tell <laughs> us. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't have anything specific in mind. Just like you know, that's a perfect example. Like you know, she can call her blog that, but if I called my blog that, it wouldn't be funny. Oh, right. What about you, Mike? What do, what do you like to make? I'm really good at cooking cream of broccoli soup, my mom's recipe. Oh, excellent. And it is good. And it's so bad for it. It's like six pounds of butter and four oh, yeah. pounds of cream cheese. It's so good. Wow, cream cheese and soup? Mm-hmm. And wow, I bet, I bet that delicious. gives an incredible flavor. Yeah. It's delicious. I like that idea. Maybe we'll have to post it on the notes with this. We will. Yeah, I think you should. I think you should. All right, question. What category is it? Dining out again? Yes, it's dining out, our favorite category. <laughs> hmm. Bring it on. True or false. The restaurant industry expects to capture more than 50% of the U.S. food dollar in 2010 or by 2010. I don't get that question. True or false. The restaurant industry expects to capture Osama bin Laden. (laughs) Um, Okay. 50% of the U.S. food expenditure or something? The U.S. food dollar. Just say true or false, Molly. Uh, (laughs) Jeez. Uh, I'm going to say true. It is true. Yay. Gosh, that nice. sounds like a lot. I don't understand that question even a little huh. bit. All you right. guys get to roll again. Here we go. Orange. Orange. Company's coming. Company's coming. Which color room encourages diners to eat more? Green, <laughs> red, or blue? Oh, well, I actually always heard that it was orange. Yeah, I thought uh, orange, too. Like in advertising and stuff. I think red. It is red. I would. You're, that was wow. a good guess. I I am single-handedly saving the day here for yeah. our team. You're catching I would up. Like, 
Here we go. You guys have I know the way you set this up. You guys don't have to answer any questions. Yeah. We actually... We, we discussed this beforehand, and we were like, well, let's let them do all the work. <laughs> Ten seconds before you called, I said, do you want to, like, work as teams, and we'll... You guys ask us, and we'll... And we said, no, that might be embarrassing. <laughs> 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 all right, Red, what's cooking? So this is cooking techniques, tools, and ingredients. What herb has fan-shaped leaves and is a good citrus counterpart in spicy Asian... Latin American and Indian foods. Fan shaped. Fan shaped? F A N? Yes. Fan shaped leaves. Um, like an oscillating fan. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yes, they're completely round. Um, fan shaped leaves. Okay, and it is in Latin American. Wait, Latin American, Indian, and what other? Uh, spicy Asian, Latin American, and in Indian foods. I'm going to go with cilantro. You would be correct. Yay. Now let's nice. let's take a poll. Love. Who who likes cilantro? Love. I love it. Love. Love it. Oh good. Wow. I'm gl- wow. I'm so glad. I don't understand people who hate it. It's a love hate. I've never met someone's like cilantro. There mm-hmm. was a, there was an article in the New York Times about it about super tasters and apparently right. people who are super tasters like it brings out so much flavor that they just it's soapy tasting to them for that some they reason. They just crumple to the ground. Right. Unconscious. I'd like like to see that. (laughs) Let's see. I love it. Okay, so how how many little things do we have on our plate now? Five. We have five now. We just need one more. You guys need food stars, and we need dining out. Come on, food stars. Whatever, it's food stars. Go. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What cookbook author and authority on Chinese cuisine traveled with a hot walk for a show broadcast on public TV and the BBC Networks? Yusha Dunlop? No, Ken Hom? Hom? Oh, did you know that, Matthew? I, I knew it was either him or Martin Yan, but I didn't know which one. No. And the show the was BBC called Travel. Thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That confused me. And the <laughs> show was called Travels with a Hot Walk. Huh. Yeah. It's, it's best to cool it down during the traveling part. <laughs> All right, dining out, Matthew, are you ready? Okay, this, this, oh, could be, this would be for the game? Yeah, and it's okay. true or false, so we have a pretty good chance here. It's good. I've always wanted to beat Molly at something. Okay, mesclun, M-S-C-L-U-N, mesclun mm-hmm. is a single variety of French salad green. False. You are right. It consists of mixed greens of many varieties. <gasps> yeah, we just won. <laughs> Let's talk prizes. Okay. <laughs> um, Mike, tell them what they won. <laughs> guess of game night, guys. Stay at... <laughs> <laughs> do, do we get game night guys the home game just for participating yes. we should come up with, with home like little game puppets of you guys we really should not with muppets though that's creepy so, so tell yeah that would be so would tell us what did you think muppets. of this game is this something that you think you would enjoy to own and play yourselves um i think um every question was either like really easy or really hard wasn't it if i it, think you know, on the one hand, I kind of got to hand it to them for coming up with some pretty smart questions or some questions that could stump even people who spend yeah, all day true. long thinking about food or working with food. True. But playing it kind of makes me feel like a loser. <laughs> no, you did really good. You did so good. And I think if it was just me and Brian playing this game, it would have been like our Trivial Pursuit episode where we didn't know about 100% of the questions. We would still be playing when the sun goes <laughs> down. Pursuit is very hard. It was so hard. And which, I think, which edition did you play? We played a music singles version. So it was ah. all questions just about pop music. But it was about 
pop me like well here's our favorite question ready what is the name of billy idol's son's <laughs> wills band <gasps> i have no oh idea my God. This, this game sounds infuriating it was yeah. so horrible and wait, like wait, what's dreadful. the answer lucas how did lucas you not know is that is the name of the band yeah this is a piece of trivia i will take with me to the grave now because i hate that question so much <laughs> that is that's really terrible <laughs> so i think like some of these questions were way too difficult for me i wouldn't have known what mesclin is the French salad. Yeah, that's like, it's like a food nerd word. Yeah, definitely. And so this would have been really difficult and probably dreadful after an hour of listening to us read questions and not knowing the answers. <laughs> yeah, well, but it was fun to play it together. Yeah, it was. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. Will you guys, oh, thank you for having us. This was so much fun. Will you guys give us web addresses for everything you're involved in? Uh, our podcast. The website for it is spilledmilkpodcast.com. Or you can just search for Spilled Milk on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And my blog is called Orangette, and you can find it at orangette.blogspot.com. And my blog is Roots and Grubs, and you can find it at rootsandgrubs.com. Awesome. Great. Thanks so much for coming. We really appreciate it. Definitely. Well, thank you. That's it for this episode of Game Night Guys. Links, show notes, and photos of the games we play can be found on our website, GameNightGuys.com. Email us suggestions at hello at GameNightGuys.com. Leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Game Night Guys. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Mr. Mike Lawson. And I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar. Join us on Facebook and tell us about your game nights at Facebook.com slash Game Night Guys. Thanks for listening. As always, you're invited to our next game night. It's your move. Goodbye. Bon appetit. Thanks so much. Right, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Congratulations on winning, Matthew. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm, I'm going to wait my, my care package. <laughs> <laughs>